The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Ross, we're brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone and join the SGPN group. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our relaunch merch store where you can get all your favorite SGPN gear. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, 5.08 on the East Coast, here to break down the Thursday games in MLB. And joining me are the young guns of the MLB Gambling Podcast. First, my main man on the East Coast, it's Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how you feeling this Wednesday afternoon, my man? Hey, it's going good, Rudolph. Good to be with you and Noah. Uh, even day yesterday, five and five, but I hit on my lock with the Orioles. The Cardinals never had a chance, but good to be with you, boys. Yep, uh, rough day for me as well. well. We'll get into the picture in a second here, but also joining us from the Great Lakes, as he's told me to say, it's also Noah Beanick. Noah, how you doing, my man? How's it going, Munaf? Yeah, Wednesday afternoon, but this is technically the pod that podcast that'll be posted on National 77 Day, seventh month or seventh day of the seventh month. Let's go. There you go. So I'm assuming there's going to be a 77 tattoo in your future or no? No, I'm not really a tattoo guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's recap our picks here from yesterday, guys, uh, quickly. Um, Dylan, uh, you had the Orioles money line. Uh, that was another one. It was another offensive game, wasn't it? We saw a house high scoring game in that contest again, or am I mistaken? Yeah, 10 9. So the Orioles jumped out to a four nothing lead in the second. They had then Texas came back in the fifth, scored three, then Orioles scored three in the seventh, just back and forth. But they eventually win 10 9. Uh, 26 hits in the game. So a lot of offense for not the best teams, but good offense. Yeah, I know you and I both had the um, uh, the Cardinals money line, but you nailed it there. That one didn't stand a chance, but, um, you know, it's a new day. Hopefully we can uh, knock our dogs out for the Wednesday schedule and also for the Thursday schedule. But, um, Noah, you want to take us through your picks? I think you swept the board yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, in 40 minutes. Uh, the there you go. That's a center guard <laughs> cashed his over four and a half strikeouts in the fourth inning. Um, and then Sandy Alcantara just keeps rolling. Uh, eight and a half wasn't any, or it was six and a half, I think, for him. I think eight and a half is one of the ones that I had for today. But uh, yeah, six and a half was not really much of a uh, concern for Sandy throughout that game. Is I mean, this this guy just keeps his pitch count low. He has just good stuff in general. The ball's dancing like crazy out of his hand, and it's it's pure. And as long as they keep throwing these low totals out there, I'm going to keep jumping on them. Yeah, 100%, man. Uh, yeah, so Noah sweeps the board. I had 
like I mentioned, the uh, Cardinals as my lock. Sorry, the Cardinals as my dog. That one didn't cash. I had the over eight in the Jays and A's game. They had, I believe, eight runs through five innings, and they put up goose eggs for the sixth, wow. seventh, eighth, and ninth inning yesterday. So that was a tough beat there. Um, it looked good very early on, but uh, I guess a push is better than a loss, right, guys? So uh, we'll yep. take it. Uh, did Malcolm, you see, yeah, did you guys see Malcolm's lock? And how that, or the dog, the dog? I did, yeah. Let's get to Malcolm's pick here. He had uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates as his uh, dog of the day against the Yankees. Uh, Noah, you want to walk us through that one? I mean, I had Tyone's over four and a half Ks as my lock, and that one was was shaky because I was thinking a revenge game for him. He's going to come in. He's been pitching pretty well on the road. He was undefeated going into that game. And I didn't like the, how Malcolm took them as a dog against Tyone, but I was like, that worked for both of us. Got <laughs> both wins there, and then his lock was just ex- just as exciting. Yeah, he had the uh, Red Sox money line yesterday, and that game was a, definitely a roller coaster, like you mentioned there, Noah. Uh, sorry, who <laughs> sorry, had the, who had the Orioles? I thought um, was, that's my bad. Dylan did. Yesterday. Dylan had the Orioles. That was that was a fun game. Oh, yeah, that was. I mean, the, the, both those games, uh, Monday and Tuesday, have been really close, like back and forth games between the Rangers and the Orioles. Uh, yeah. I know the Orioles got the walk off um, uh, by a hit by pitch in extra innings on Monday on July 4th. And then yesterday, I know uh, Odor tied it up. I believe it was in the ninth inning, was in it with like two outs. And then uh, I think they got it done um, in, I believe, uh, in the bottom of the ninth. That, oh, no, that one went to extras yesterday as well. They got it done in 10. But. Yeah, Malcolm had the Red Sox as his lock. That one, uh, the Rays got out to a 3 nothing lead. Red Sox came back and tied it up. But, again, the bullpen was, uh, I guess, poo-poo again for the for the Boston Red Sox as it has been all season long. But uh, he takes an L there. But his dog certainly made up for, like we discussed, he had the Pittsburgh Pirates over the uh, New York Yankees in the opener of that series. So the Yankees look to bounce back here. Uh, on Wednesday night with, I believe, Severino is on the mound against Mitch Keller. But he's we're in here the to... comments right now saying that we're handsome, too. So. Uh, thank, thank you, Malcolm. Oh, I appreciate thanks. that. <laughs> um, I'm waiting for him to comment to say, but he's it's not the handsomest guy on the stream right now. I'm waiting for him to say that. But, uh, yeah, guys, Thursday we have 12 games on the schedule. Um a little more than we're used to seeing on Thursdays, but we're going to yeah. go through all of them here. Usually we get like, what, seven or eight, maybe a lot of afternoon action on Thursday, but we have a lot of action in the evening. Uh, we do have special guest Minty Betts joining the show later on. Did a special segment with her earlier. Uh, you'll hear from her. We talked about some things uh, in that portion. We'll talk about the A's, uh, relocation to Vegas. I uh, don't think that's coming into fruition anymore. We talked about... Uh, our charity bet with the Los Angeles Angels win total. Uh, so that was a fun conversation with uh, Minty and us. Well, she is going to have some picks as well for the Thursday schedule uh, in MLB. But guys, let's just dive right into it here with the first game on Thursday, July 7th. It's going to be a 2:10 Eastern start between the Kansas City Royals and the Houston Astros. Uh, Bubich is on the mound for the Kansas City Royals and Verlander on the mound for the Houston Astros. Looking at the opening line for this game, the Houston Astros are heavy, heavy favorites here. Minus 295 
on the money line, plus 245 on the money line for the Kansas City Royals. Over under is set at eight and a half, but juice towards the under at minus 120. Run line, minus one and a half, minus 140 for the Houston Astros, and plus one and a half, plus 120 for the Kansas City Royals. I will um, let Dylan lead this one off, my man, uh, Astros and Royals. Yeah, I love the under here. Verlander, he's on the mound, like you mentioned, Munoff. And I think he's going to be really able to limit the Royals' bats. The Astros are just really an under team. They're 28, 49, and 3 towards the under. So I think the Astros, they'll be able to get a few. But I don't trust the Royals' bats to get over this number. So I like under 8.5. It's juice for a reason. Yeah, uh, Verlander over the last five games, 4-1. and one. Uh, with a 1.65 ERA, he's just having a Cy Young gear. There's no way better way to put it. But yeah, a lot of his games have been going towards the under um, in his starts, and rightfully so, right? The ERA kind of reflects that as well. And Bubich on the other side, he has not been very good on the road or even throughout the season so far for the Kansas City Royals. He's one in five with a 7.06 ERA. Uh, he did face the Astros earlier this year, where he did actually throw five shutout innings against him, only allowed five hits. But for him on the road, he's 1-1 one one with a 6.16 ERA. I do like Verlander here as well and the Astros. I will probably take the run line here. Noah, you have anything for this game? Uh, yeah, the one thing that I will add is like Bubich in his last few starts here throughout June and early July, he's gone five innings, six innings, and the defense has let him down. He's only given up two earned runs, two earned runs, three earned runs, four earned runs in those four starts. Um, and one of those starts turned into like seven runs on a couple of errors there. But I mean, uh, as, as long as he can limit the walks, I kind of like where Dylan's going with the under. Um, and you know, my, my rule is just don't fade Verlander. This guy's coming off of Tommy John. And like you said, he's having a side on year. So um, if that's uh, proof that you really, shouldn't fade him i don't know what it yeah. is yeah he's been really really good i mean it's crazy to see what this guy has been been able to do this season coming off a of tj surgery so uh certainly in contention uh for the cy young award in the american league so far this season all right let's get over to the next game guys we have another 210 eastern start between the pittsburgh pirates and the cincinnati reds a little nl central clash here uh Contreras on the mound for the pirates and minor on the mound for the cincinnati reds um, I do not see lines for this game here. Um, Dylan, why don't you give us your lines here, and then I will let Noah uh, do the handicap. Yeah, so I did make the Pirates a minus 110 favorite. Minus one and a half, I need at least plus 140 for the Pirates. Same thing, flip for the Reds, excuse me. Plus 110. For the money line, plus one and a half, minus 140, and I made my total 9.7. Uh so I, I don't want no I don't want any parts in this game. It's just a bad game. I do expect a higher scoring, which is why I made my total so high. So maybe you want to take the bullpens out, maybe look towards the first five under, but I'll probably have no parts in this game. Noah? Yeah, so the over is hit in four of Pittsburgh's last six and seven of Cincinnati's last nine. The Pirates, they're kind of a weird team this year where, uh, as we saw last night, they beat the Yankees. They also sweep the Dodgers. They do really yeah. well against these good teams, and you wonder what they're going to do here against Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, they have a rough record at home. Pittsburgh, they have a rough record on the road. Um, one, one guy that just... I don't think it's talked about enough right now from the Pirates is Jack Sawinski um, because he's 
balling out right now. He's got 14 home runs on the season, and he's got a 915 OPS. Um, pitching for the Pirates here is Rosie Contreras, who's a guy that I got burned on uh, the last time that he pitched on this podcast and we were covering it. He's 2-2 mm-hmm. two and two on the year now. Um, he's got 43 strikeouts, 21 walks with a 409 ERA. And that game that I was talking about, he, I got burned. He only went 2.2. He gave up seven runs, only five hits, though, and it was a lot of long balls. There's three yeah. long balls of those five hits, and that's what costed him in that game. So just it was just a, a start where he didn't have full control of his uh, pitches because he had two walks, only one strikeout in those 2.2 innings. And for the Reds, we have Mike Miner going. He's 1-5 in five with a 682 ERA, 24 strikeouts, 10 walks in 31.2 innings pitched. He's coming off of a six-inning outing, only giving up two runs against Atlanta. Um, for my pick here, I'm just going to go take the over. I think that once we get into this bullpen, because both these guys don't really go too deep in the games normally, um, and Miner is prone to have a couple of blow-up outings as well, and I don't know what we're going to see from Contreras. I know he's got the talent, but mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to settle on the over here. Yeah, I agree with uh, what both of you guys said. I mean, I, I don't really have interest in this game, but I, if I did have to make a pick, Noah, I agree with you. I'd probably take the over uh, full game. The bullpens are not very good, and I think that maybe a first five innings over is probably a in order as well in this game with these two. Uh, sorry, pitchers on the mound here. So uh, looking at the over in this game between myself and uh, Noah and uh, Dylan's number at 9.7 gone up does back that. <coughs> I'm sorry, does back that up. All right, guys, uh, next game on the board. Let's go to the 4.05 Eastern start. It's going to be between the Washington Nationals and the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, I, as well, do not see a line for this game uh, because I don't see a pitcher listed for the Washington Nationals. Do you guys have a pitcher listed for oh, – I see I see uh, a Don it might be starting for the Nationals. Is that what you guys see? Yeah, I got a Don. Okay. I got nothing. Okay. Uh, Dylan, why don't you give us your lines for this game, and then we'll get into the handicap for it. Yeah, so I made the Phillies a minus 170 favorite, minus one and a half. I need any sort of plus money for the run line. Flip it, Nationals, plus 170, uh, plus one and a half, even money. I made my total 9.8. I think I see, we see another high-scoring game. This is another one where i really just going to lay off right now. I don't want to bet the Nationals. Phillies are probably the play. And I've also heard rumors out there that Ron Soto wants out. He just bought a uh, mansion in L.A. I mean, I don't blame the guy either. They've lost 11 nothing last night. They're just 3-7 and seven their last 10. So whatever this no- number opens up at, I'll probably either take Phillies in a parlay or I'll take Phillies on the run line. I can't, I can't back the Nationals here. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't think yeah, I don't think Juan Soto is going to be back with the Nationals either. No. It's crazy that that you did mention that he bought a uh, mansion out in L.A. Do we think he goes to a West Coast team or one of these L.A. teams? What do you guys think, Noah? Um, honestly, like I, I feel like a lot of these, it's hard to see. I guess him buying a house in L.A. kind of changes my mind. I think that a lot of the Hispanic players like to stay south and uh, Miami would be a nice spot for him with them coming up through this rebuild and maybe he's like kind of the big star that they could grab or, um, I don't know, maybe L.A. is the place, I guess. Dylan, do you have any thoughts on uh, Juan Soto, where he might end up? 
Uh, I, I just hate that everyone is going to the LA market and just wanting <laughs> to go play with the Dodgers. It's annoying, but uh, I do, I do think that. Miami would be a good fit. I want him out of the NL East as a Met fan. I don't want him in the NL East, but I do think that young team, Miami's just missing a few players offensively. They have the pitching. It's just offensively. If they add a guy like Juan Soto and he's not having his best year, but when, when he is a hundred percent, we've all seen what Juan Soto is capable of doing. So I think, I think Miami would be a great fit for him. Do I want him there? No. (laughs) Uh, no, do you have any thoughts for this game uh, between the uh, Nationals and the Phillies here? Um, so in the last 14 games that these two teams have played against each other, the over is hitting 12 of them, and Washington's 1-13 in, in those 14 games. So that's just kind of where I would be leaning in this game. Again, not too comfortable picking a side in this game. I hate that we just have a game that, I mean, it's kind of tough to stamp something on without any odds, you know? Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Uh, All right, let's keep it moving here uh, on the schedule here. We have the uh, 7.05, I'm sorry, Eastern Start. 7.05 Eastern Start here. It's going to be the Los Angeles Angels headed to Baltimore to take on the Orioles. Uh, See Lorenzen on the mound for the Los Angeles Angels and Jordan Lyles on the mound for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, let me check another side because I do see uh, pitchers. While, while he's checking, guys guys in the comments or the chat, let us know where you think Soto is going to go to. Yeah, definitely let us know. Uh, I do not see a line for this game either, um, and I'm seeing conflicting uh, pitchers here as well. Let me make sure. So for the Angels, I'm seeing Chase Selseth. And then Jordan Lyles on one side. Uh, what did you guys have for this matchup, Dylan? Um, yeah, those have? are the two pitchers I have as well. Yeah, okay. Seals versus Lyles. Okay, uh, why don't you go ahead and give it the line for this game, and then we'll uh, – and also if you want to get into the handicap for this game as well. Yeah, so I made the Angels a minus 110 favorite, minus 1.5, plus 160, reverse Orioles, plus 110, plus 1.5, minus 160. I made my total 8.6. Uh, yeah, so no no lines up, but I, I just told you my lines. I'm hoping if the lines come out, we can jump on the Orioles. I love this team at home. They have a great bullpen. They have a winning record at home. They've won three straight, while the Angels, they're on the opposite. They've lost. They've dropped four in a row right now. So I think if we could get a nice plus price, maybe a plus 115, I think I'll be on the Orioles here. Uh, Noah? Yeah, I I would be looking towards an under with both of these offenses, not like world beaters, you know. And the under is hitting Baltimore's 11 of their past 15 games and 14 of the Angels' last 20. So both very good under teams here. Yeah, um, Dylan mentioned that this team has been really good. The Orioles have been really good at home. They're the best team on the run line. Uh, at home so far this season they're 25 and 12 which is at 67.6 percent the next team is the la dodgers at 22 and 16 which is at 57.9 percent so uh they're like dylan said they're doing really well at home i want to continue back in the orioles here i do like them um uh in this matchup as well um you guys have anything else for this game yeah 51 and 31 on the run line i'll, I'll back that any day of the week yeah, 100%. All right, before we keep it moving along here, let me tell you guys about our 
presenting sponsor win bet. Make sure to get down on wins bet $50 win $200 promotion where $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the ultimate fantasy football experience bet $500 or more on sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022 and get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state. For playthrough, WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, guys, let's keep the ball rolling here. Uh, the next game on the board is going to be the Miami Marlins at the New York Mets. It's a 7-10 Eastern start. Um, looking at the pitchers for this game, I am seeing Daniel Castano uh, for the Miami Marlins, left-handed pitcher, and Trevor Williams as a starting pitcher for the um New York Mets uh, currently seeing lines for this game of minus 180 favorite for the New York Mets plus 155 on the money line for the Miami Marlins over under is set at eight with juice towards the over at minus 115 um, run line minus one and a half plus 115 for the New York Mets and plus one and a half minus 135 for the Miami Marlins um, Dylan I will let you lead this one off here my man yeah, so um, Mets and Marlins. Yeah, so I did make the Mets a minus one fifty five favorite, but uh, this is just too much, especially against a Marlin team that's on fire right now. Uh, I don't know too much about C- Castano, but I I do like the over. I made my total eight point eight. I think the Mets their bats are gonna have to wake up eventually. I think. I think we're going to see uh, our young star Alvarez come up very soon in the catcher spot. So okay. because James McCann, he's not cutting it. He's hitting 171. So he's garbage. I think we need to make a move. We need to get another piece in our bullpen. But I I, I can't back the Mets here right now. So I, I'm rooting for runs. Give me the over eight. Noah, what do you got for this game? You know, Castaño has had two good outings in a row, a five-inning piece against the Nationals where he only gave up one run, uh, one earned run. There was three runs scored on him in five innings. And then he had a seven-inning game against the Mets just two weeks ago on June 26th where he went seven innings, only gave up two earned on one home run. So, you know, it's you could you could paint the picture either way. You could say, hey, the Mets have seen this guy already before, and they might be able to jump on him because they know what's coming type thing. But um, I definitely think that like you could use that angle because Trevor Williams on the Mets side here, he's not gone very deep into the games. Uh, his last five starts, he hasn't gone deeper than four point two innings pitched, and he's just not been uh, solid so far. And I think he's more of a long reliever type. Uh, arm. So I think this is definitely a spot for the over, like Dylan said. And honestly, I'll take the Marlins on the run on on the run line. That's uh, that's good price. I, I think they should be able to keep this one close. Yeah, I think there's some value there on the um, run line at plus one and a half. I know it's at minus one thirty five, but I, I was like hemming and hawing between the run line and the money line. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and look, the Marlins have been doing really well. They've won six games yeah. in a row. Uh, they they got the final game against the Cardinals in their previous series. They've won. They swept the uh, Washington Nationals in four games in the, in the nation's capital. They got the victory last night. I'm sorry, on Tuesday night against the LA Angels with uh, their stud pitcher Cy Young uh, favorite right now, Sandy Alcantara, uh, in a two-one victory there. Uh, they do have Otani. Uh, that they're going up against on Wednesday night, but I mean this this team looks like they're they're doing well. They're they're scoring enough runs to get over the uh, over the line. I kind of do agree with you about both about the over and the plus one and a half here. Uh, until like like Dylan said, until I see the Mets bats really wake up, I, I I'm not very confident in backing them right now. So uh, again, until I see those bats wake up, I'll, I'll get on the Mets. But I think this is a good spot here for the Marlins. Um, on the run line, and if you do want to get on that um, money line as well at that price of plus one fifty five, I don't hate it. Uh, let's keep the ball rolling here, guys. On the next game on the board, it's going to be uh, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals uh, in Atlanta, seven o'clock uh, Eastern start. This one is going to be on. No, I'm sorry, that's not correct. Um, sorry, the New York Yankees. Uh, and the Boston Red Sox is going to be the rivalry between these two ALS AL East teams. 7-10 Eastern start. It's going to be Garrett Cole on the mound for the New York Yankees and for the Boston Red Sox. Josh, oh, I'm going to butcher this last name. Who is going to? Uh, Winkowski, right? Winkowski. There you go. All right. Um, Garrett Cole. Uh, or, sorry, let me start with the lines here. It's going to be a minus 165 road favorite here for the New York Yankees, plus 140. On the money line for the Boston Red Sox, over under is set at eight and a half uh, in this game. Run line plus one and a half, minus one twenty for the Boston Red Sox, and minus one and a half even money uh, for the uh, Boston. Sorry for the New York Yankees. Um, I'll I will leave this one off here. Um, Garrett Cole has been, again, I hate to use the term herky-jerky, but uh, <laughs> that's exactly kind of what he's been. I mean, we've seen starts where he's looked look like the Cy Young pitcher that the New York Yankees wanted uh, or paid this guy to be, and it's been other games where he's just gotten blown up early. I think the last game where he got blown up early was that Minnesota Twins game where he gave up seven earned runs, but since then, He's been pretty good for the New York Yankees. His last five games, he's been two and one with a 3.45 ERA, 28 and two thirds innings pitch, 11 earned runs allowed um, on the road so far this season. He's four and zero with a 3.80 ERA. Um, he's allowed 18 earned runs and 42 and two thirds innings pitch against the Boston Red Sox um, in his career. He is five and three with a. ERA of four. He struck out 73 batters in just 11 appearances. He did have a start earlier this year against the Boston Red Sox. This was, I think, the second game of the season where he allowed uh, three earned runs and four innings pitch. I don't think we can take a lot away, guys, from the um, the month of April just because, again, it was the second game uh, of the season there. So I'm not putting too much stock in April starts here. But as a member of the New York Yankees, um, he is three and two with a 4.36 ERA, 42 strikeouts, six appearances against the Boston Red Sox as the pitcher for the Yankees. Um, a lot of times when I see these two teams match up, I expect to see runs, and I think that that will not be a shortage here in this game, even though they do have Garrett Cole on the mound. 
Uh, the Red Sox can get to the New York Yankees, but uh, I want to get your thoughts on this game here. Uh, no, I'll start with you here on this game between the Yankees and the Red Sox. So, I mean, nowadays, and a good average seems to be like 260, which is kind of embarrassing for the league. But, I mean, if you want to go with that, Verdugo 294 against Cole, Bogarts 267 against Cole, and he's kind of heating up uh, again. Um, Devers 261 against Cole, Jackie Bradley Jr. 250. Christian Vasquez, he had some great playoff moments against the Yankees last year. He's also hitting 250 against Cole. This is a team that sees Cole well, and I always think of that first game of the season here where uh, everybody was thinking that Cole's just going to go out there and deal like a $350 million pitcher would do, and he got rocked in the first inning, gave up like three back-to-back-to-back home runs or something like that, something something there. But um, Munaf. I, you, you could say I saved this comment for this game, but that would just be mean. But um, the formula in the chat says that Soto's going to the Yankees just to piss you off. Ugh, yuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, though, look this, at Dylan's face. He's so disgusted right now. <laughs> honestly, though, this Yankees that would be this, the worst thing. <laughs> honestly, though, this Red Sox team's rolling. I, I think you could say there could be some value here with Winkowski on the mound going up against Cole. Uh, the Red Sox, they, they're they're playing very good ball right now. They're 10 and five in the last 15. Why not? Don't fade them right now. Let's let's take them against the Yankees here. Um, what's the head to head record between these two teams lately? Uh, Munaf, do you know? I'll, I'll look it up. Um, they won the playoff series, so they have yeah. their number for a good, that's so a, a three year coupon, right? <laughs> this year, the Yankees are two and one against the Red Sox. Okay. That was that it's crazy to think opening their, day series. Yeah. This is a, it's crazy to think that this, I guess almost at the midway point of the season that this is only the second series between these two squads. But uh, Dylan, what do you got for this game? Are you both on the Red Sox? I am. Yes, I, I am taking the Red Sox. I'm not getting behind the Yankees. Are you crazy? All right. Well, I expect that from you, Munaf. You are a Red Sox <laughs> fan. But all right, I'm by myself. I'm going to take the Yankees on the run line here. I made the Yankees a minus 165 favorite. Besides that one bad start in the beginning of June against the Twins, I think Cole's really settled in and he's really honed it in. So six plus innings in his last four starts. He hasn't given up more than two runs. Will this be the start we see regression? Hopefully not. So I think we see a solid effort from the Yankees lineup after dropping their last two. Give me the Yankees at even money on the run line. The formula says take the over, too, in the chat. Mm. Uh, what, uh, Dylan, what do you got for the total? I made my total 8.4. I don't okay. know. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's right out there at that 8.5. So, yeah. Um, are right, you guys have anything else for this game? Um, Just Go get ready for a f- nice four-game series between these two teams. It's going to be fun. Yeah, Thursday to Sunday, that's going to be a lot of fun. You know my eyes will be glued to that for sure. All right. Uh, this is going to be the second game of the doubleheader. Uh, between the Pirates and the Reds. Uh, there is not a listed pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds, uh, but I do see uh, Wilson is going to be on the mi- mound for the uh, Pirates. Uh, no, let me kick this to you. Uh, do you have any a listed pitcher for the Reds for the I've, second game of the doubleheader? I have Tyler Malley. Okay, Dylan, yeah. Did, is that what you got? Uh, so, let me double check here. So I I made my lines as if Tyler Molly was going to be the pitcher, but he did get scratched. So, I'm seeing a Robert Duger now. So he got scratched. Yeah. Dang. So yeah. So, so I don't really in? have yeah I don't really have a feel since I don't know who's going for the red legs. 
I see a Robert Duger. Robert Duger. Um, what a name. Could yeah. Be. Um. So I'm just going to restate the trend that I said earlier in the podcast and buy us some time to look up Robert Duger. Um, the over <laughs> is hit in four of Pittsburgh's last six and seven of Cincinnati's last nine. And Bryce Wilson wasn't even the slated starter last night for this game either. It was JT Brubaker. So both mm, teams yeah. kind of scratched their one of their top starters and are throwing Bryce Wilson and what was the guy's name again? Robert, Robert Duger? Duger. Duggar Duger. Duggar, I think it is. That's a, that's a, um, that's a great name. Okay. I, have a, I have some information uh, once you're done, Noah. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good because I'm probably just going to take the over because Bryce Wilson, he has a, a 749 ERA. And it's kind of it's kind of like the Brian Bayo thing from yesterday. Now I've seen a lot more stuff from him given that he's making the start today. And – there's a lot of hype around him and maybe moon off. You would have been better for the podcast with Brian Bayo, but it was a guy that I hadn't really heard of, but he's a top five prospect in the Red Sox organization. Mm-hmm. And I might get burned taking the uh, raise money uh, team total there, but um, that's just kind of the angle that I'm going to take with this red pitcher as well. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Tyler Molle, I just see that he got put on the IL uh, by really? the red. So wow. I think that's why he probably got scratched. Uh, I think it says a shoulder uh, shoulder issue, but um, yeah, Robert, I'll go with Duggar. Um, he's been a relief pitcher for both the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cincinnati Reds. I think his last appearance in the major leagues was back on May 7th against the Pirates, where he did go three innings, allowed three earned runs uh, in that span. He did allow five hits as well. Um, his last start in the minor leagues was against Toledo, where he went three Ooh. innings and allowed three earned runs in that game as well. So he's kind of prone to giving up some runs. Um, hasn't been very good in the minor leagues either. His uh, ERA in the last 60 days in the minor leagues is at 5.63 with a whip of 1.59. So I guess, um, Noah, you might be on something or onto something with the over there in this game. But uh, you guys have anything else to add for this game? No, I'll tell Noah. I'll take the over. It's it, yeah, it's just like a typical like you don't know the minor league are coming up. Just take a team total over maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I might get burned taking that with Bayo, but here against Duggar and it looks like Duggar. It's got a double G. So yeah, Duggar. Um, yeah, I, probably that's the right play. I would say just a team total or over. Uh-huh. Real quick, uh, I know you're a Red Sox fan. What's the hype around this pitcher? Is he the real deal? Because I know one of my Red Sox friends, apparently he lives up in Massachusetts. They're excited for this kid. Yeah, I saw some. I saw a clip on MLB Network saying he's the next Pedro Martinez. So do you oh, know relax. Anything? Yeah, I don't know about all that. but Non morosi I- dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that guy – tweets like he's like in kindergarten because he doesn't capitalize <laughs> anything or anything. Um, uh, yeah, I, I understand why people are excited for this guy. I mean, uh, he, he's done pretty well in the minor leagues. I mean, like like Noah said, he's been one of the top prospects for the Red Sox. And I, I think that when you talk about Red Sox pitching, when you have somebody coming up uh, into the major leagues, I think it's kind of is a breath of fresh air. And um, he's been pretty good in the minor leagues. He yeah. posted a 2.51 ERA over the last two months, over the last uh, two weeks. He, he's doing even better with 1.64 ERA, 11 innings pitch and only allowed two earned runs in that span. The one concern about him is that the walks 
are are uh, are a little bit high, right? He had 77 uh, strikeouts to 22 walks over the last two months. So um, I see the excitement for him, but I, I we got to pump the pump the brakes a little bit on the next Pedro <laughs> Martinez uh, for the Red Sox. But definitely a guy that hey, if he pans out and he does well, um, he could be a guy that maybe sixth round in the rotation or it could be an arm out of the bullpen because we talked about a lot of time, guys, how bad this bullpen has been this season for the Boston yeah. Red Sox where they've given up so many leads. And last time was another example of that where they did that against the Tampa Bay Rays. So um, I will definitely be tuning into this game and see how he does. I think that you know, there may be some jitters in your, in your first start in Fenway Park. I think there's something to that. But um, if he's able to keep the walks under, under control, guys, I think that he could – really pan out for the Red Sox. So, I mean, they've been saying that this kid, he's a strikeout thrower and a little bit of, I mean, walks might be an issue and they really like him as a reliever. So like you said, that could be an option, but right now you guys kind of need him as starter with a a couple of your injuries there. So um, Bayo looks pretty promising. Have you seen a video of his changeup? I have not. That thing is Pedro-esque. I'm not going to lie. That thing's wild. The, yeah, everyone has to stop with the Pedro <laughs> comparison. Come on, he has when it's on MLB Network, one. that you're going to get everybody oh. to say that. So. How many oh, bad yeah. takes have those guys? Had? Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, don't shoot the messenger. That's right. Don't shoot yeah. the messenger. Yeah, I mean, Noah's been right about his strikeouts here. I know we're spending a little too much time on this guy, uh, but he's had at least. Um, yeah, he's not even pitching today. <laughs> yeah, and he's not even pitching on the Thursday schedule, so. Uh, let's do this. When we when we uh, do the podcast tomorrow, we can do a recap of what we saw for him. But uh, what I'm looking at is minor league numbers. We'll talk about him three days in a row. <laughs> yeah, the, the strikeouts are looking really good for uh, for him. All right, guys, uh, before we move over to the next game, let me tell you guys about Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine, and we here at SGPN use it. Uh, as well it's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry and now you can make money on sleeper too by playing their new over under game it's super simple first in any sport choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under for example number of points in basketball or hits and strikeouts total bases in baseball then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest if you pick correctly you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in the main reason we're excited about over under on sleepers that it's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest as well as the, uh, the group for SGPN and we can play together. It's got a built in group chat where we can um, see and copy our friends picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download sleeper now to play their new over under game and have fun with your friends and make some money. So on your mobile devices to join our listener group, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to use promo code SGPMLB to get that first deposit match of up to $100. That's right. Use promo code SGPMLB. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. <clears throat> and guys, as well, for SGPN. This summer, we're, we're making moves, and we've made a new move with the merch store, the SGPN merch store. We've relaunched the SGPN merch store. Turn, sorry, tons of awesome gear from your favorite SGPN shows, just like the MLB Gambling Podcast. All you got to do is go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. 
That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get the freshest gear uh, from the SGPN merch store. So make sure to check it out and buy some gear and support our MLB Gambling Podcast show as well. Uh, speaking of sleeper, like we just talked about, uh, Noah has been killing it with the strikeout props. Um, he swept the board last night with Noah Syndergaard. And who was the other one you had uh, yesterday, Noah? Was it Alcantara yesterday? You're on mute. Bingo. I, I always do that coming out of ad breaks, but uh, it was <laughs> it was Tyone, Alcantara, and Syndergaard for the three. There we go. Um, so do you have a couple more for the people for the Thursday schedule to, so they can play it on Sleeper? Yeah. Um, so what I'm going to be looking at is I, I like to look at teams that strike out often. Um, you look at it and you see a nice little ace or he's pitching like an ace. I don't know if he's considered their ace going up against the Cubs who are a top five who are in the top five uh, of strikeouts per game with 881, so 8.81 strikeouts per game. Tony Gonsolin, he's going to be a guy that I'm eyeing. I'm going to want to see where those odds come out there for the guy. Um, Also, another arm that I'm going to look for is, um, I mean, I was eyeing Tyler Malley. That was disappointing that he just got put on the IL. So I'm going to put I'm going to keep it at Tony Gonsolin for this pod. Um, we'll see what else happens here. Cause, uh, another spot that we could look at is against the D backs, whoever the Rockies pitch. I think I saw Austin Gomber. I'm not 100% sure there, but, um, they're a team that strikes out pretty frequent as well. And the last, I guess one more, if you want a three legger, I know I said that I could see him blowing up, but it would be Trevor Williams against the Marlins. They've, the Marlins have treated me well lately. So. Yeah, I think one guy that I'm looking at for total bases uh, for Sleeper, and uh, make sure to check it right there, like I said, sleeper.com slash SGP, use promo code SGPMLB. Uh, Jock Peterson has some great success against Joe Musgrove. Uh, we'll get to that game in a minute, but um, there you he's go. 8 of 14 against Joe Musgrove, uh, four home runs, so eight uh, hits. Half of those have been the long ball for Jock Peterson. So there is a total bases. Um, prop available on sleeper i might be looking at that so um something to keep in mind between the strikeout props that uh uh, noah just gave out there and uh chuck peterson which i'm looking at tomorrow maybe uh get his total basis prop or even uh as a prop bet to get on his uh home run prop as well uh guys let's yeah uh let's keep it moving here on the thursday schedule let's go to the St. Louis Cardinals in Atlanta to take on the Braves. 7-20 Eastern start. Uh, Matthew Libertore uh, for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals and for the Atlanta Braves. Spencer Strider is on the mound uh, for them. Looking at the uh, lines for this game, it's going to be... Um, uh, all right, here we go. Minus 195 favorites for the Atlanta Braves, plus 165 on the money line for the St. Louis Cardinals. Over-under set at 9 with juice towards the over at minus 115. Run line, minus 1.5, minus 105 for the Atlanta Braves, and plus 1.5, minus 115 for uh, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Um, In this game, I will let Noah lead this one off. 
Yeah, so Matthew Libertori's 2-1 and one with a 5.66 ERA in three MLB starts so far in his career. 18 strikeouts, 11 walks, and 20.2 innings pitched. The way he's been kind of going, he's been good start, bad start, good start. for He's he's good yeah. for a do He's due for a nice five-inning start here coming off a rough one. And for Atlanta, he, he's the mustache assassin is uh, Spencer Strider, the double S, S2, uh, 4-2 on the year, 317 ERA, 90 strikeouts, 23 walks, 90, 59.2 innings pitched. He's had back-to-back six-inning starts versus the Reds with one run on one hit with 11 strikeouts and against the Dodgers with zero runs on five hits and seven strikeouts. So, I mean... How do you fade Strider here? The unders hit in six of the Cardinals' last seven games and four of the Braves' last five. So with Strider looking good lately and Libertor, you know, he might be due for a good outing. The under might not be a bad play here either, but definitely I'm probably picking the uh, Braves to win this one and who knows, maybe a run line. Yeah, uh, no, uh, I'll get to Dylan's handicap here uh, in a second, but can you look up where the Cardinals are as far as a strikeout percentage uh, for the season here? And yeah, I have, Dylan... it. Yeah, go I have it right here. They're they're uh, sixth, so, the, so they're striking out the sixth least out of any team in the MLB, Seven, okay. 7.72 a game. Okay. Uh, Dylan, what do you got for this game, buddy? Yeah, so Noah likes the under. I'm actually going to go over here, over 9. I made my total 9.8. I think we see a high-scoring affair in this one with these two. Libertor, he's given up four runs in every start, or more, four runs or more, excuse me, in every one of his starts on the road. And I think with how good the Braves have been recently, they'll be able to score four or five runs on the Cardinals. Now, will the Cardinals be able to score? I'm banking on that. They will. So I'm going to fade Libertor and just take the over in this one, over nine. I, I kind of like if you say runs being scored, I like the run line on Atlanta. But um, just to fully answer the question, Atlanta's 29th in strikeout rate per game. They're striking out 9.33 times a game, Moonoff. So. Yeah, uh, Libertor, I mean, on the road, he's 0-1 with a 10.97 ERA, 10 and two-thirds innings pitch, and he's given up 13 earned runs in that span. He's also allowed four home runs. He's struck out only seven batters and walked six guys in that span. So, you know, Noah, you talked about how he's had good start, bad start, but kind of, you know, we look at it, it's really all those starts have been bad on the road. Road. Like, yeah, like Noah just met, sorry, Dylan just mentioned, but um, I I agree about the overplay. I'm going to take it to the Braves team total over first half, uh, sorry, first five innings. I think probably take a look at it full game as well in this game. I I agree with uh, Dylan here that I want to probably fade uh, Libertor here for the St. Louis Cardinals. And, you know, who knows that, Cardinals may be good for a couple runs, but I think that I want to focus in here on the Braves uh, team total here. All right, next game on the board, guys. It's going to be the Detroit Tigers uh, at the Chicago White Sox. It's going to be 8-10 Eastern start. Uh, Bo Brisky on the mound for the Detroit Tigers. Dylan Cease on the mound for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, currently seeing opening lines on this game of minus 245 favorites. For the Chicago White Sox, Detroit Tigers plus 205 on the money line. Over-under set at 8.5, uh, minus 110 both ways. Uh, on the run line here, minus 1.5, minus 125 for the Chicago White Sox, and then plus 1.5, plus 105 on the run line for the Detroit Tigers. Um, guys, I'm going to keep this one simple here. When I was handicapping this game, uh, I Dylan Cease, number one, has been uh, really good over his last five games. 
and he's posted a season record of seven and three with a 2.51 ERA. His last five games, he's three and one with a 0.65 ERA. He's only allowed two earned runs in 27 and two thirds innings pitched against his division opponents so far this season. He's three and one with a 2.33 ERA, allowed a seven earned runs in 27 innings. But here's what is going to make this, and the spoiler alert, this is probably going to be my best bet against the Detroit Tigers in his career, guys. He is a perfect 10 and 0 with a 1.91 ERA, 75 strikeouts, and 11 appearances. In those 10 wins, uh, the Chicago White Sox have won those 10 games by two or more runs in every single one of those 10 games. So um, I'm gonna, and again, they got, I think, what they got Eloy Jimenez back today to the White Sox. The offense finally mm-hmm. broke out here a little bit today in that Wednesday afternoon game. I, I think that is going to be a spot that there's no travel situation for them. Dylan Cease is going to do what he's been doing against the Detroit Tigers in his entire uh, career where he's a perfect 10 and 0. that's crazy. And they've won, like I said, those uh, games by two or more runs. I love the Chicago White Sox run line here, guys. Uh, Noah, what do you got for this game? I know it's your Tigers team. Yeah, you basically have the handicap correct. I mean, this guy is just a Tigers killer. Can you read off the run line for me again? Uh, for the game? Yeah. Uh, it's minus uh, one and a half, minus 125. Dude, is, is that money line like 170 points higher? 120. Yeah, that's kind of like high, crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, it seems like too much of a gap. Just kind of, I saw a tweet from Scott saying something about another line earlier this week. And that one just kind of jumps out at me as well. Cause it, it's the, it's the run line. And I, I don't know why the odds aren't higher. If it's in the two hundreds um, minus minus one twenty seems like a great price minus one and a half with cease. And given that he has been amazing against, against the tigers in his last seven starts, he's only given up two earned runs as well. A lot of yeah. just unearned runs due to errors from this defense. So it, it really is just like a, Cease go out there and give us six, seven, and we should have this game won already because the Tigers, they have found some offense lately, but most of the time it's just you, they fall down early and they're done. Yeah. Um, Dylan, what do you got for this game? Dylan, are you backing Dylan? Yeah, I I am backing them. Before (laughs) I do that, uh, I want to give the Tigers social media. What a what a uh, job! They said can't spell Cleveland without a bunch of L's with the broom emoji. So <laughs> great job by them. But uh, no, hey, I'll nice sweep. Yeah, nice sweep. Hey, hey, you take it. You can get it. But uh, no, Moon up. I'll keep this short and sweet. You took literally all my notes. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> you I'm did gonna, well. I'm gonna take Dylan. Uh, he's just on fire. He's had the Tigers number. I and I also like the under as well. I set my total at seven point one. So I really think that eight and a half was just too high. It stuck out for me. So I'll I'll take the under. I'll take the White Sox run line. I'll take the Tigers team total under. All right, so agreement on this game between all three of us. Um, let's keep the ball rolling here, guys. Uh, the next game on the board is going to be a West Coast game uh, between two NL, uh, sorry, NL West teams, the uh, teams in the bottle of the barrel there. Colorado Rockies at the Arizona Diamondbacks, 940 Eastern start. Austin Gomber on the mound for the Colorado Rockies and Dallas Keuchel on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, currently do not see a line for this game. Um, 
Jalen, if you want to give a line for this game, you're welcome to, but I am going to keep this one simple for myself. Anytime I see Dallas Keuchel on the mound, I am going the other way or I'm betting the over automatically because this guy has been absolutely atrocious so far this season. And just to kind of put it in perspective for everyone and our listeners, Dallas Keuchel on the season, 2-6 and six with an 8.27 ERA. Uh, his last start was against uh, – his last two starts, in fact, have been against the um, – uh let's see uh sorry yeah against the colorado rockies in colorado five innings he gave up six earned runs previous start against the detroit tigers uh, uh which was back on june 26th uh four and third four and one thirds innings pitched four earned runs gave up in that game he's given up at least <laughs> just six- keep going <laughs> I, I will i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna bag on this guy he's given up at least six earned <laughs> runs in three out of his last four starts the final scores for the last four games have been 11 to 7 in a loss, 11 to 7 in a win, 16 to 7 in a loss, and 7 to 5 in a loss against the Yankees. Last five games, 0 and 3 with a 9.74 ERA. He's allowed 22 earned runs in 20 innings pitch. So he's given up more earned runs than innings pitch so far uh, over his last uh, five starts here. But, uh, Dylan, uh, I'll kick it to you, my man. The, the, reason, the reason why the total's not posted is because both of these guys have just been awful. <laughs> awful. <laughs> but who yeah. has been less awful? Austin Gomber. So yeah. that's why I made them a minus 115 favorite. I made the D-backs plus 115, minus one and a half for the Rockies, plus 140. As for the total, I made it 10.3. So agree with Munoff. I do like the over. There's just no way I could back Keiko, uh right now. So... Yeah, I, I got a fade, Keiko. I'll take the over. Let's finally bet that. <laughs> yeah, Austin Gombrad, I haven't talked about him, but his last five games, he is 2-1, and one, does have a winning record, but the ERA is 6.53 uh, in those uh, in those games. 15 earned runs given up in 20 and two-thirds innings. On the road, he's 2-3, and three, 6.42 ERA, 24 earned runs in 33 and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, so I think that over is probably the only way to look at it. So, which means that these two guys will probably come out and look like Cy Young pitchers tomorrow, but no, you got anything for this game? Yeah. The formula in the chat just, uh, really revealed his identity. He's insano from okay. Slack channel. So he agrees with you on the Colorado, Arizona over. He said fade Keuchel. Um, so yeah, great job as always. He says, um, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't think this total could be posted high enough, honestly. <laughs> yeah. If I see anything below 10, oh my God, we have to kind of <laughs> smash it. Uh, <laughs> that it, should be the quad lock. We should remake up for oh ourselves. God. That's the quad lock. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Then this game it's is gonna forbidden. End, that's a forbidden phrase. It's going we'll like to end like two to one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Uh, let me tell you guys about, uh, our new sponsor on the show, Dave. I know, uh, Malcolm has teased that there's a TV channel or a TV network, uh, in his parts called Dave, but this is completely something different. Um, we kind of look, guys. We've all kind of been in a in a situation when, if we were younger, or been in tight situations where we're, you know, we've been a little tight on cash. It, it happens, and maybe you could only afford a, to put a few gallons in the gas tank, especially nowadays with the uh, gas prices so high. Um, or you got another saved date, another wedding to attend, and you're wondering how you're going to afford a gift. That's where Dave really comes in and can help you out. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, 
or struggling to make ends meet, especially in this time uh, of the economy where we're at, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses do come up. We all have, like I said, the gas prices are high. It's the summertime. Car breakdowns can come up. You got to take it to the mechanic and they'd slap you with a $1,000 bill to fix something in your car. Dave can help you get out of that pinch when you really need it. And if you can't, uh, in hindsight, is 2020. If you can't uh, change the past, you can get a little help from the future itself. And again, that is Dave. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. There's more money to fill your tank, buy that wedding present, get those car uh, repairs needed, especially in the summertime, or just simply catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that you have been stressing uh, stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest. There's no credit card needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get financial relief they, can, they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave. And think of it as a helpful hand from the future for you. All you have to do is download the, download the Dave app in the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees may apply. Banking uh, provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. All right, guys, we've got three games left on the schedule here. Let's go with the next game on the board. It's going to be the San Francisco Giants at uh, the San Diego Padres. 940 Eastern start between Logan Webb and Joe Musgrove. Looking at the lines for this game, I am seeing a minus 135 favorite for the San Diego Padres. Plus 115 on the money line for the San Francisco Giants. Over-under is set at 7 with juice towards the under at minus 120. Run line, minus 1.5, plus 174 the Padres and uh, plus one and a half minus 200 for the uh, um, Giants. Noah, I'm going to let you lead this one off. Padres versus Giants. Appointment television. Grab your popcorn because this one's going to be good. This one's the best game on the slate, in my opinion, with both Logan Webb and Joe Musgrove on the mound. Two of my favorite pitchers in the game right now. In 2022, Webb is 7-3 with a 313 ERA, 86 strikeouts, 23 walks, and 97.2 innings pitched. And in his last start against the White Sox, it was kind of a blip in the radar because um, since June 9th, this guy has a 180 ERA. Um, and then for Joe Musgrove, he's 8-2 and two on the year, 225 ERA, 92 strikeouts, 19 walks, and 92 innings pitched. That's a strikeout per inning and 92 innings. Uh, this last two-game stretch for Musgrove also hasn't been outstanding, giving up two tanks in each of the outings. After back-to-back losses and his first two losses of the season, Big Joe should go out there and shove against the Giants here. I like the under in this matchup with both pitchers on the mound, and I lean towards the Padres winning this uh dylan what do you got for this game yeah i love the padres here with musgrove i made them a minus 150 favor i'm actually very surprised the padres aren't a bigger favorite the giants lost again last night i don't know man just something is wrong with this team they can't score runs to save their life now they're going up against arguably one of the best pitchers in baseball i just think this is a bad spot for them on the road so give me the padres here on at home on the money line minus 135 yeah, it almost feels like we're getting a discounted price here on the uh, on the San Diego Padres with their best pitcher on the mound and Joe Musgrove. And um, I, I do like the under in this game as well. And for the reasons you guys just mentioned, I'll, the pitchers have been really good for both of these teams. And um, 
again, we talked about how the Giants are just just struggling at the moment to score any type of runs uh, against the opposition. So I like the under seven here, and I do like the the almost, yeah, like I said, discounted price here on the uh, San Diego Padres at minus one thirty five. If you do like the run line at plus one seventy, I don't hate that either. Uh, I mean, if the Giants are only going to be able to score maybe one or two runs, I can see the Padres coming out and just putting up maybe four to five runs or this game ends like a four, one, four, two type of situation and it stays under the total and they cover the run line as well. So um, if you want to put a half a unit or a quarter of a unit on that, I, I don't hate that uh, for this game. All right, gentlemen, uh, two games left on the board here. Let's go with the Chicago Cubs at the uh, headed to LA to take on the Dodgers. 10, 10 Eastern start is going to be Mark Leiter jr. Versus Tony Gonsolin on the mound for the Dodgers. Um, don't currently see a actually I do see a line. I'm sorry. Minus 275, heavy, heavy favorites here for the LA Dodgers, plus 230 on the money line for the Chicago Cubs. Uh over under set at eight, minus one twenty for the um over uh run line, minus one and a half, minus one thirty for the Dodgers, and plus one and a half, plus one ten for the Chicago Cubs. Um Tony Gonsolin has been absolutely fantastic this season. He's a perfect 10 and 0. So far this season for the um, L.A. Dodgers, his ERA right now is at 1.54. He does have 77 strikeouts, uh, does have 23 walks on the season. But over his last five games, gentlemen, 4-0 with a 1.47 ERA. He's only allowed five earned runs in about close to 31 innings pitched. At home this season, a perfect 6-0. ERA is below 1, where he's only allowed four earned runs and get this 41 innings pitched at home so far this season. Uh, Mark Leiter does get to come back into the starting rotation. He he did come in relief appearance uh, for the uh, Cubs, I think, when they faced the the Red Sox at home, where I believe Alec Mills left that game early for them. But he was great in that game in relief appearance and long, uh, uh, long relief appearance for the Chicago Cubs against the Red Sox. But He's ran into some type of trouble uh, early in the season, but it seems like he's kind of worked things out for himself. But on the road so far this season, 0-2 with a 7.94 ERA. Uh, He's allowed 10 earned runs and 11 innings pitch, and I think that's really coming that first start where he had this season um, against the Colorado Rockies in Colorado all the way back on April 16th. So uh, I'm not going to get away from the Dodgers here, guys. Tony Gonsolin has been an absolute monster, especially at home. I read the numbers. Give me the Dodgers run line. Don't bother with the money line with the Dodgers. Um, I know, Dylan, you put a golden nugget in the group chat today. Or was it today or the day before about the Dodgers and just backing the run line uh, on their games? But what do you have for this game? Yeah, it's a little chalky, but I'm the same with you, Munaf. Give me the Dodgers on the run line. Crazy stat, but like you said, I mentioned it in our group chat. Out of the Dodgers' 51 wins, 47 of them have come by two or more runs. So when the Dodgers win, they'll most likely win by two or more runs. The Dodgers covered the run line all three times in the last series against the Cubs. They're 7-3 and three towards the run line in their last 10. I think, we, I think we see it continue tomorrow night. Give me the Dodgers on the run line, minus one and a half. Noah? Yeah, I'm with you guys on the run line. And also, Gonsolin is kind of my favorite and only strikeout prop play for tomorrow. He's not really known as like a, a strikeout type guy. He's, he's been averaging one an inning or one an inning so far this year, but he doesn't go deep. That's the issue uh, into these games. He's only been uh, 
five, six innings for most of these games, but he's getting better as the season goes on. His last outing was his longest outing by far, going 8.2 innings pitched, only gave four hits, one earned run. He had eight strikeouts in those eight innings. Um, couldn't get the final out in that game, but he still only had like 93 pitches in this outing against the Padres. Um, what just scares me is that they seem to be limiting him to either pitches or innings or both. Um, so that's my only like concern about the strikeout prop. Otherwise, um, there's not really any other big names going up against strikeout prone offenses. So, um, if you're looking for one, that's going to be my favorite guy of the day and also run line for the Dodgers. All right, there we go. Uh, agreement on the Dodgers run line in this game with Tony Gonsolin on the mound for the Dodgers. All right, guys, last game on the board. It's going to be the Toronto Blue Jays headed up to Seattle to take on the Mariners. 10-10 Eastern start. Uh, Marco Gonzalez is going to be on the mound for the Seattle Mariners. And I see a Casey Lawrence is going to be on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, I do not have a line for this game. Dylan, I will kick it to you to to see what you have for this game. I literally just lost my... uh... Oh, no, I found it. I found it. Don't you have um, Kevin Gossam pitching for the Blue Jays? I thought he was on the IL, unless he's coming back. I thought he was scheduled to come back because that's how I handicapped this game. Okay, yeah, well, uh, uh, yeah. Let's go with Kevin Gossman then. Go ahead. All right. So yeah, so I made the uh, Blue Jays a minus one seventy favorite, minus one and a half at minus one ten. Mariners plus one seventy, plus one and a half is plus one ten total. I made eight point one. Uh, don't look now, but the Mariners, they're just three and a half games out of the wild card spot. This, the team is starting to get it together while the Blue Jays, I don't know. They've, they've lost five in a row. So their offense has just disappeared. So I I think if we could get a nice plus price here with the home puppy and the Mariners, I think Marco Gonzalez could keep them close. So I'm hoping we get a plus 170 or better. I'll be on the Mariners here. Yeah, this Blue Jays offense right now is it's they're just not putting up runs and they're struggling. I don't know if it's just regression or what it is, but even on this Wednesday afternoon game, uh, they've only put up two runs in about nine innings here against uh, James Caprillion. And he has been terrible this season. I know recently he had been in good form, but they just haven't been able to put up runs. But uh, Noah, you have anything for this game between the Blue Jays and the Mariners? Yeah, so Gosman, I know he's coming off the IL, and um, Marco Gonzalez, both of these guys over the last five starts have been ultra, ultra consistent. Gonzalez going six innings in each of his starts, only giving up a max of two runs in all five of those starts. And then Gosman, he's been consistent the whole year, basically. I, I, I hate to limit him to just five runs to fit my narrative, five starts to fit my narrative here, but like he had one start where he gave up five runs and there were seven earned in his 2.1 where he kind of got blown up. But other than that, I mean, this guy, he's been giving up zero, one, two, three runs in every outing except for the one outing against the Orioles of all teams at home in the Rogers Center. So it was just kind of like one bad start on this whole resume so far this year. So um, I kind of like an under in this game when it comes out. I I don't know where it's going to land, but that's kind of going to be where I'm going to land. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't have much on this game um, either. Um, I, the the pitching was kind of up in the air as well. And um, if it is Kevin Gossman, I, I, I don't think that's a guy I can get beyond right now, especially how 
him coming off the IL and also how well just Seattle has been playing. I know I talked a lot about that. They may struggle with these suspensions and stuff, but it just seems like they're, they're doing even better with some of these guys out of the lineup, but um, you know, they've been holding it down and uh, Dylan uh, mentioned it that they're, you know, they're slowly sneaking up into that wild card um, positioning for the playoffs. So um, if you get a nice plus price on the, on the Mariners here, I know the Blue Jays are a team that has just a lot of talent, but they're just regressing in the wrong way right now. So uh, I think the value will be on the Mariners in this game with Marco Gonzalez on the mound. Um, before we get uh, into the segment with Minty, let me tell you guys about IP Vanish. IP Vanish is uh, a VPN that we use here at SGPN. And did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to say it's truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, and even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP. And claim your 70% in savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash S-G-P. And joining us today is a very special friend of the show on the MLB Gambling Podcast for this Thursday edition. It's the Yahoo Sportsbook and MSG Network's betting host and analyst, Minty Betts. Minty, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Manoff. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing well. It's always a pleasure to get you back on the show. You know that. So, uh, yeah, frequent, frequent guests of the show. But um, slow times right now. I know you and I have had a lot of conversations offline about just enjoying the time uh, right now with only baseball going on as we get ever so closer to uh, college football and obviously the NFL. But uh, what's been going on with you? Nothing much. I'm just trying to enjoy the slow season. If you guys are like into sports betting, you know, this is the slow time. As you said, this is your time to take vacations. This is your time to relax before football season and then March Madness and NBA and NHL. So this is a good time. I've got vacation next week and I'm so ready. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I just got back from vacation. A lot of our listeners know, but um, I was talking to my parents and my family. I feel like we're ready for another one just to have a a vacation from the vacation because there's 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 like different types of vacations that you go on there. It's like the ones that you were for like like where I went for Switzerland, like it's a lot of walking and stuff like that. And and then you go to like tropical places or like, you know, Cabo or Cancun, where you just kind of relaxing for, you know, four or five mm-hmm. days. So I think I'm ready for one of those before the football season starts. Um, yeah. yeah, you went on the adventure vacation. You yeah. need the relaxing vacation now. 
Yeah, I was looking back on the app, and and me and my dad were talking about this. Is like we walked, I think, I think it was like close to forty miles, in like in five wow. days or something Ooh. like that. But it was fun. I definitely recommend uh, get, getting out to out uh, European countries or even you know Switzerland. I know um, friend of the show Ariel uh, Epstein was also out there in, in Europe mm-hmm. as well. So I hope she had fun as well. But yes, yes, she just got back. I just worked with her today. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think she said she had a blast. Yeah, man, this is the time. You're right. You got you got to take the vacations right now before mm-hmm. we don't have time to take the vacations. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about a very various uh, various amount of topics like we usually do when we have Minty on. And of course, we always have to start with our Angels charity bet. And I'm not going to be flexing my muscles too much yet because uh, I was a little worried again in the beginning of the season, uh, Minty, when you and I were talking about it, they got off to a great start in that month of April. The angels did, uh, they were what 14 and eight in the month of April. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played, they played okay in the month of May where they went 13 and 15. Uh, June is where they really fell off is where they went 10 and 18. Um, and then so far in the month of July, they are 0 and four, but Oof. Yeah, what have you kind of noticed? I know we talked about this last time, but it, it for me, it almost like it's only it's been Mike Trout and Otani, and like they've gotten no production from anywhere else in this lineup, and even the pitching. Like it's been Otani, and pretty much nobody else. Yeah, basically, um, like you said, the Angels had like a losing second half of May, a losing month of June. Uh, Rendon's hurt again, I think. Trout yeah. gets hot for a very, very short time and then goes cold again. And you're right, just Otani is typically it's he's the star player, and their schedule just gets tough. This the, the upcoming weeks having to face Houston, LA, and Atlanta. Um, hopefully, after All Star break, they can get back on track and at least be somewhat competitive and threatening, and hit 85 wins and. Then and, or, you know, I win this charity bet. So uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And Mike Trout's like he's been in and out of the lineup over the past month or so as well. Billy, you know, sorry, dealing with some knickknack injuries. But um, it was really eye opening their last series against the uh, Houston Astros. I think they struck out an MLB record. I think it was like 30. Not, no, it's not 30. It was like 40 plus times where they struck out. And it was just absolutely insane to see that the amount of talent that this roster does have that they're running into this problems and you know me and Malcolm even talked about this going back to last season and and I've been harping on this even this season is that they just haven't they haven't done anything to really address their starting pitching like we just said like it's Otani they have a couple of guys in there that have the potential you know they picked up Thor in the offseason yeah. had a pretty good outing last um last night against the Marlins but they just weren't able to produce any runs um for their starting pitching so and you mentioned Anthony Rendon now for the year with I think it's a wrist injury that he does have, and I think that's one of the you know the bad contracts that they have given out. So uh, yeah. so far it's looking good on my end, Minty. But uh, it's just uh, a cursed uh, franchise. That's <laughs> what I, a tweet I read earlier. Just a cursed franchise with luxury players. So I'm just yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, and and you know the Angels aren't alone. There's a ton of teams like that. So it is what it is. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. And the guys were talking about this on the pod yesterday. I wasn't on the pod yesterday, but uh, Dylan posted the question that should Mike Trout request a trade? What do you think? I am biased, so I would say no. But okay. he, I, I read a couple things that he signed the contract. He wants to be on the Angels. He right. wants to take them far into the postseason. So I love his tenacity. I love that he wants to stay in Anaheim. Uh, so... 
I say he should stay and he should build this franchise up to, to its full potential of what it can be. So I say no. Yeah, I mean, he's had the opportunity to, like, when he was uh, a free agent before he signed the monster contract with the Angels, like, he's from that tri-state area, I think the Philly area, and he had the opportunity to go over there, uh, mm -hmm. but he didn't. He decided to stay with uh, the Angels here, and, you know, I, I think that this is going to be, and I say this, I've said this over the last three seasons with the Angels, it's going to be a very important offseason because you're also approaching that time where Otani's going to be up for a contract as well, and let's face it, he's going to get one of the richest contracts in probably MLB history. Uh, just because of the type of player that he is that he can yeah. you know he's he's already won the MVP last season he's a great pitcher uh even better hitter and when you don't in this day and age we don't see two-way players like this ever and Otani has really just changed the face of of two-way players and yeah. players that come in and you know for him to come from uh, from international and just be the face of MLB right now, it's absolutely a pleasure to watch this guy. And he's he's pitching tonight on Wednesday night against the Marlins, so that's always going to draw eyes uh, in that game as well. Um, Minty, I know we a lot we talk a lot about the A's moving to Las Vegas, and we've had a lot of conversations offline and even on our pods here. But uh, I think that finally, I, I sent you a tweet earlier. I think it was last week where I, I think that. Oakland finally decided to get a new stadium for the Oakland A's. Um, so it doesn't look like they're moving to uh, Vegas um, anytime soon or if at all now. Yeah, so it looks like they're most likely not coming to Vegas, but it doesn't mean they're not. Uh, you know, as, as I've mentioned many times before, their AAA team is here in Las Vegas. So if they moved here, there would be no travel for the players if someone needs to get called up. Uh, MLB was going to waive their relocation fees if they moved to Vegas, which is a huge thing, huge part of sports business. And according to uh, CBS Sports, Rams and Chargers were charged over $600 million to move to California. Wow. The Raiders were charged $400 million to move to Vegas. Vegas. This is a $1 billion relocation fee that they would have waived. Um, the San Francisco Bay Conservative and Development Commission voted to remove uh, or alter the classification of a terminal at the Port of Oakland. And I think it's pretty bad for Oakland uh, because a lot of people who work in that area or at that port are complaining that traffic and shipments are already a pain to get in and out of. Mm -hmm. uh, and to eventually put a baseball stadium right there is going to be even more of a nightmare. And yeah, it, it'll create like some temporary jobs in construction and jobs at the ballpark, but it's going to be cut shortly after the season starts. Because, um, you know, just because you build a new stadium on the water doesn't change the fact that you have below average MLB players and a cheap owner, you know? Yeah. If you move to Vegas, regardless of record or skill, you have the location of endless tourists and California transplants coming to see you. So, I mean, I know the people of Oakland are rejoicing that the A's are staying and people are employed at or for the ballpark are happy. So I'm glad they have that. But uh, it's not a definite no that they're coming to Vegas um, or that they're not coming to Vegas. There's still a lot of votes that have to be passed in Oakland for them to get that new stadium and everything to be approved. So I think it's going to be a long process for Oakland. Um, and it's, you know, it's not quite dead yet for Vegas. But as I read a quote somewhere, it is on life support. <laughs> I mean, there's always the possibility that they get a brand new team coming in, like if they True. wanted to expand, you know, in the MLB. And you know, Vegas has been a very hot topic as far as, you know, the NBA expanding uh in vegas and it, we've heard or seen the reports that lebron has said that hey he wants to eventually own an nba team and he wants to do it in vegas so that'd be something that's really exciting 
for the city of Vegas. Like we talked about, they already have the Raiders there. They have the Aces. You have the Golden Knights. Uh, you talked about the affiliate teams and the minor league teams that are already in Vegas. So, you know, it's really turning into a sports town there in Vegas. And I think that you're right. It, it may be on life support, but there always is the possibility of it. Maybe an expansion franchise coming in or, or um, you know, another team possibly moving over to Vegas, which would be really exciting uh, mm-hmm. for fans there. Yeah, um, and I, I told you maybe a couple weeks ago or a month ago that uh, they're already building a stadium for an NBA team here without mm-hmm. having a team here. So there is hope. Um, where that's at, I don't actually know. I didn't actually read about that much. But yeah, that's okay. that gives me some hope that maybe we'll get another major league team. Hopefully a new one. I would accept anyone that wants to move here or an expansion team. So there is hope. Yeah, I think that they said they were making a two billion or I don't, I don't want to misquote but i know that they were making an esports arena and then also wow. a a nba regulated uh, arena like you just mentioned so uh, i think it's more likely than not obviously that an nba team comes into vegas which definitely will be exciting uh for all sports fans of course and, and getting out to some basketball games I think, did you mention it was an area, I don't forget, that hasn't been to an NBA game ever? That was me, yes. Okay. I have still yet to go to an NBA game or even a college basketball game. And I went to college here, UNLV, running Rebels. I uh, haven't been to a game. Uh, so maybe soon enough, or maybe I'll just like wait, wait until an NBA team actually comes here and then I'll save that as my first game ever. So we'll see. <laughs> they have like the Pac-12 conference tournaments in Vegas, don't they? Right before March Madness there? Yeah, they do. I yeah. just haven't made my way out there. I, there was a game last season. I know Consig was there. He said he sent some pictures to me. I think it was Gonzaga versus, uh, was it UCLA? I forgot who it was, but it looked like a game that you just had to be at. But um, yeah, again, sports is always taking over in Vegas uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and so let's move the conversation along to some betting here. Um, you know, there's always... At the beginning of the season, people putting in, or betters, I'm sorry, putting in, you know, future bets and, and things like that. And, and the sweat kind of begins right around that midway point here as we're kind of already approaching the all-star break. We're a couple weeks away from it in the MLB and we're, we're starting to look back at our portfolios of future bets on what we're sweating or what we have or, you know, maybe a couple bets that we think are in the bag. I'll let you start. I have a couple uh, uh, I'll throw out here as well, but I'm going to give you the floor first. What are some future bets that you think are you are thinking that already in the bag or maybe some that you are sweating as we kind of approach the second half of the season? Okay, so some bets I'm sweating. Uh, I have the Tampa Bay Rays to win the AL East, plus 250. Uh, They're 66 to 1 right now, which, like, does not bode well for me. But, you know, they're a sneaky team. They've got some really good pitching. Their offense is typically consistent and and they always sneak up they won the la- this division two years in a row so mm-hmm. i still have hope i'd sprinkle a little money there on 66 to 1 uh but that's the bet i'm currently sweating they're currently third in the al east and then obviously you know i have the angels over 84 and a half wins kind of sweating that it can go either way but i, mm-hmm. I really think it's going to go your way of the under here um and there are two more bets uh that i gave out on yahoo that i almost forgot about but i see in my pending bets every day uh, I have Walker Bueller to win the NL Cy Young Award at 9-1. to He is not looking good this season. And, uh, yeah, I have Kevin Gosman to win the AL Cy Young at 20-1, to and now he's hurt. So those are two that I can pretty much just write off. But, uh, I mean, I should have bet on, on the other starter for L.A. I mean, Tony Gonsolin has done so well this yeah. season. I should have bet on him over Bueller, but who knew? Um, I loved Bueller last season, and he's just like – 
not not looking good this season. So those are some bets that I am currently sweating. Yeah, I have Walker Buehler right there with you as my Cy Young award winner for the National League. And it almost seems like Sandy Alcantara of the Marlins is pretty mm-hmm. much running away with that right now. He's down to a plus 150 favorite uh, to take home NL Cy wow. Young. And you're right about Buehler. Um, He's had a, I mean, he's had a six and three record, but you know he's been hurt over the past. I think it's been at least a month now. His last start was back in June 10th, so kind of approaching that month, um, the month standpoint, how how long he's been out. But where anytime I saw Bueller, at least last season, I was just automatically betting the run line with Bueller yes. on the mound because he was just so good. And 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 so. you're right, like this season. It's it just hasn't been there for him. I don't know what it is or if that injury was something that's been bothering him in those couple starts that he had where he didn't look very good. But um, yeah, Tony Gonsolin, you're right. I think he has, what, 10 wins now for Oof, uh, yeah. the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, I'm trying to pull up his record here. Give me one. Yeah, I'm second. trying to see what it is. Here we go. Yeah. 10 and 0 with a 1.54 ERA so far, Minty. That is crazy. He is such. Yeah. They just got really lucky. The Dodgers got really lucky. Wasn't he a reliever at one point, like a while ago, a couple years ago? I want to say last year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like, last he was year, a reliever. Mm-hmm. And, and last season, they had uh, Julio Urias, who I believe had 20. I want to say he was close to 20 wins last year, but he yeah. didn't get the uh, National League Cy Young Award uh, last season. I think Tony Gonsolin is like, on that trajectory of what Julio Urias was doing last year. For the Dodgers, these are again that perfect ten and zero with a one point five four ERA. You're at the halfway point. Um, you know this could be another pitcher that could possibly get to twenty wins for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. So yeah, I'm right there with you, Minty. Walker Buehler not looking very good. Um, the other Cy Young award I had for the American League was on the Toronto Blue Jays, but it's a teammate of uh, uh, Kevin Gossman. That's Alec Manoa. Uh, I picked him up at 16 to one. He had a rough outing in his last start, but other than that, he's been really solid for the Toronto Blue Jays so far this season. Nine and three with a 2.33 ERA. So I think he's right there in that conversation with guys like Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I, I, I the list is off right now because we have games going on right now, but uh, I'm I'm pretty sure he's at the top of the list as far as a favorite uh, in the National League. Yeah, I'm sorry, in the American League. Do you have, do you have any thoughts on Alec Manoa? Uh, Alec Manoa, I mean, first of all, the Toronto Blue Jays are such a fun team to watch. And what are they right now? Fourth in in the AL East and uh yeah. I'm a little I'm a little shook. I'm a little surprised why they're down there, but I think collectively their pitching is not is not living up to to their standards right now, which I'm shocked cuz they have Barrios. I mean, Gosman's out. They have Manoa. Who else do they have that I'm thinking of and I'm forgetting? They've um, been really struggling. Like you mentioned yeah. the two names there, right? Jose uh, Barrios, he's been struggling. Um, Kevin Gospin, now you mentioned, yeah, you're right, that he's on the injured list. Alec Manoa has really been the only guy. I'm trying to pull up their rotation here because this is something that I should know. Yeah, it's um, something we should know. Yeah. Uh, but off the top of our heads, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, can we keep track of all three? Uh, Kikuchi is the other guy that Kikuchi. they have. Oh, but he's yeah. been, oh, God, awful. He got off to a great start, uh, yeah. but again, he, he he's doing Kikuchi things like he was last year. And again, mm-hmm. last night was another example of, you know, he gave up runs early and they lost the game. And it's crazy to think that this Toronto Blue Jays were the big sexy pick this coming into the yeah. season. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, they were. Oh, and they have Ryu, who is on the IL right now. Yeah. And then Ross Stripling. Yeah, they, they've got some good guys, but just not, it's just not coming together for them. And this yeah. really, really tough division, like, we kind of knew it would happen, though. Yeah, uh, and again, like, just the Yankees are kind of just running away with uh, running away with this division. They have a 13-game lead right now in this division uh, over the Boston Red Sox, who are number two. And then, like you mentioned, Tampa Bay Rays right now, uh, third in the division, uh, 14 games out of first place. But those Yankees, yeah, they seem like they finally put it together here this season. Aaron Judge has just been on such a tear here, Minty. Yeah, he has. I actually had him to be the home run leader uh, preseason 16 to one, I believe. Oh, uh, nice. and I think that's looking good. He's still, he's still in the lead, right? Right in yeah. front of, uh, Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. So. I think I last saw that he was favored minus 125 to be the home run Ooh. king, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, maybe. Well, you're so looking pretty uh, good there on that Aaron Judge one. That's a great call. Yeah, I mean the the only thing was hopefully he can stay healthy. I mean I think that's the thing for every player just yeah. stay healthy. Um, it's so hard to avoid injuries in in these sports here, but uh, yeah, 29 homers this uh, this season, and Alvarez has 25, so he's climbing up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and my last one that I, I'm not really sweating out, or I could be sweating out, it could be worse, but I have the Dodgers. I, I picked off a a short number at a book i got a i think it was 96 and a half or 97 and a half wins towards the over mm. uh for them right now they are sitting at 51 and 29 um so i think they're right there on pace yeah they've played yeah. 80 games so far they've won 51 games so uh hopefully they can get walker bueller back and their guys i know they just got mookie Betts back as well he was on a, a 10-day il um nice. And that one is looking pretty good for me, but those yeah, are like mostly one. the ones that I'm sweating out. Do you have anything else that you are sweating out or anything else you're looking out for? Um, so those are the ones that I'm sweating. I've also got Braves to win the NL East plus 150. I think they're just like plus 160 right now. So just mm -hmm. a little 10 cent move here. Uh, not currently sweating that one. I think the Mets will do what they do every year and just kind of drop off. Uh, towards the end of the season here, and the Braves will take it away. I got the Giants over 85 and a half wins. I'm kind of nervous about that one. Um, they're known for dominant pitching, and I just remember last year, I typically keep up with like the California based MLB teams because that's the you know time zone that I typically watch, yeah. um, and the games are always on for me. But Man, I don't know. I'm a little nervous about that one because they're not looking too good. They've got a lot of injuries going on. Their offense isn't as explosive. Yeah. Um, so I'm nervous for that one. And I've got the Tigers under 79 and a half wins. And Oh, you can really put that one in the bag. Yeah. That, that <laughs> one is a winner. They're 33 and 47 right now so far <laughs> this season. And, and I think the Tigers were another team uh, that were a big, sexy pick towards the over, but you faded yeah. that and you went with the under. So that one's looking pretty good. Yeah, they've only won 41.3% of their games here oh. so far this season. So um, that's looking really good for us. And I, at this point, I really like looking at like the strength of schedule left for a lot of these teams uh, that we are kind of sweating. Um, Dodgers have the 19th uh, most difficult schedule, so you could say the what, 11th most easy schedule. Um, Detroit does have an easy schedule, but I think that's a very, very tough hill for them to climb um, mm -hmm. for the rest of the way. They have 82 games left so far this season. The Houston Astros have the easiest schedule remaining uh, amongst teams, so I think that might be a team that might get to 100 wins. But... Hmm. Um, yeah, I think that we're I think we're in pretty good shape, Minty. What do you think? 
I think we're pretty uh, in good shape here. I, I'm loving more of my uh, more of the futures that I have than I am sweating. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I think the only last one I have was I found out, uh, or at even money at the beginning of the season was the Cardinals to make the playoffs, and I think currently they are. Uh, they're three games behind in the division at 44 and 39, so hopefully if they can get a wild card mm -hmm. spot um, and get that one in the bag for me, because um, those oh, were yeah. my two best bets was the um, Cardinals to make the playoffs and then the Dodgers over. Oh, yeah, and the other one uh, was the Oakland A's under. Oh. I know we just talked about the A's, but that one just seemed too easy because at the time, they were pretty much on a fire cell and getting rid of all their good yeah. hitters. And I think as the trade deadline approaches here, Minty, I think they might even get rid of some of their top pitchers like uh, Paul Blackburn and Frankie Montez. So right now they're sitting at 28 yeah. and 55. Yeah, 28 and 55. I think you're there. What was the number you got him at? Oh, I'll look that up. Give me one second here. Yeah, I want to say it was like oh, 70 something, was 70. it? I feel like that's a really, really easy one if you got that. I'm trying to think of what the lowest number of total wins would be. 71 and a half for the A's. 71 and a half. Wow. Yeah, I think you're there. I mean, yeah. they're barely reaching 30 right now. Yeah. And um, I think the lowest one might have been, it had to be either Baltimore or Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's definitely Baltimore, Pittsburgh. I think yeah. Baltimore. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't tell you, though, what it was. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think we're in pretty good shape. I know we'll revisit it as we get closer to the end of the season, and we'll, we're, we'll tout ourselves a little bit. But uh, we are a betting show. You know that. We like talking about picks. So uh, for the Thursday games, I will give you the floor here. Uh, you want to have some – or you have some picks for our listeners for the Thursday games? Sure. Let's go with, um, let's do the Tigers and White Sox. Um, I really like this matchup. Uh, for Thursday, we've got Dylan Sees. He's done historically excellent against the Tigers. Um, a few weeks ago, I bet on the Tigers to win against the White Sox. And that was just stupid of me to fade Chicago. Uh, but Detroit only lost by one run that night. So I feel like I was on the right side because I almost had it. Mm -hmm. uh, and in this matchup, Detroit starts Bo Brisk on the mound. Uh, in the last 14 innings pitched, he's allowed 12 earned runs. It's his rookie year. He can still polish up a bit. But uh, I like the White Sox on the run line here uh, for this Tigers-White Sox matchup. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on yeah. that. Yeah. Dylan Cease, he's been really good over his last five games uh, for the Chicago White Sox. He's 3-1 and one, uh, with a 0.65 ERA. And wow. um, this was a guy, I believe one of our co-hosts, and I think I may have also picked, was it Malcolm? And I think both Malcolm and I picked Dylan Cease to be the strikeout leader um, in the American League. Oh, sorry, uh, overall, but... Um, I don't think he's going to get there, but yeah, we were really high coming in. Uh, we were really high on him, sorry, coming into the season. Um, and again, he's been in great form recently against the, the division, which um, the Tigers are in as the same one as the White Sox are against the AL Central. Three and one with a 2.33 ERA against um, uh, AL Central teams. And I'll filter that down how he's done against the Tigers. And I know Tigers haven't been hitting the ball well either, so... Uh, Minty, you're on the right track here. Dylan Cease is 10-0 with a 1.91 ERA against the Tigers in his career. So I am going to definitely be backing you on this wow. pick as well. 
Love that. All right, I got one more pick here. Yeah. I had to include a West Coast game because those are the teams I follow closest, as I mentioned earlier. I got the Giants and Padres, two of my three favorite teams, um, the Angels being the third one. Uh, Musgrove, he's having a season. Other than like one bad game against the Phillies not too long ago, he's been extremely, extremely consistent. Um, and Logan Webb, pretty reliable guy although two of his last three starts against san diego he didn't do that well i i kind of like this to be a pitcher's duel but ultimately i like the pirates or pirates padres geez to win at home uh they won three straight against san francisco and on top of that in the last month the giants are fourth to last in hitting so give me the padres in this matchup yeah logan webb has been one of the pitchers that we've been backing at home you know, in a lot of times, I think it's been some crazy number that he's covered the run line at home. But I know he's on the road so far, or in this game, at least against the Padres. Uh, he's been okay on the road. I mean, nothing glamorous. He is 2-1, and one, but his ERA is a little higher at 3.77 mm -hmm. um, in road games. And you mentioned it, Joe Musgrove has just been absolutely lights out so far this nice. season. For the San Diego Padres, 8-2 um, and two so far this year with a 2.25 ERA. Um he has faced the Giants once this season already, where he threw seven shutout innings against him, only allowed four hits. Um, so I love seeing that. And then over his, uh, sorry, at home so far this year, three and one with a 2.61 ERA. He's been even better against NL West teams, two and one with a 1.73 ERA. So I love it. Uh, Joe Musgrove, I would probably just uh, get some plus odds if it is on his run line as well. Uh, for tomorrow, I do see that minus one and a half at plus 170. I kind of like that. Ooh, that's, that's a little very, juicy. very tempting. I would. What's uh, what's what are what's the their price for them? Just straight up money line. Yeah. Minus 135. So that's not a bad price at all either. It's force field Musgrove at home. That is not bad at all. Yeah, there we go. I might sprinkle a little on the run line then. Yeah. Giants again, you know, they have just you're right. You hit on the on the handicap that they just haven't been hitting the ball well at all either. So things a good spot for Musgrove and, uh, and the Padres at home. So just to recap Minty's picks, she's got the uh, Chicago White Sox on the run line. Currently, I'm seeing that at minus one and a half at minus one twenty five. Dylan Cease, Ooh. 10 and O against the Tigers. I love that. I'm going to lock that in myself right now. And she has the Padres on the money line, minus 135 to win the game. And if you don't want some juicy plus odds, maybe put like a half or a quarter unit on that run line at plus 170 for the Padres and Musgrove on the mound against the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> all right, Minty, uh, you have any more picks? I think that's all I've got for Thursday. I'm going to take it light here. I, I find that I do best when I just have one or two picks rather than three, four, five. So. I always say to my friends that the books are, I guess, obligated to put out lines for every game, but we are not obligated to bet every one of those. So you're right. you got to pick and choose your uh, spots, and I do love both of these spots that you've picked out for our listeners. Um, that's going to do it for this uh, segment with Minty. Uh, Minty, you have anything you want to plug and let the people know where they can find you? Yeah, um, guys, follow me on Twitter at MintyBets. Also follow at Yahoo Sportsbook on Twitter and TikTok. Football's coming up. We have a lot of football content in the works. Um, all of our clips, all of our pods are short, uh, easy to follow, just quick watches. So give us a follow. And uh, that's about it. I appreciate everyone, everyone who has followed um, or is going to follow after this podcast. 
Yeah, so if you want to see uh, Minty dancing, make sure to follow her on her Twitter account at Minty Bents. Very uh, <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> uh, she'll, yeah, she'll she'll do whatever it takes to get that uh, content down there. So the make followers. sure. Yeah, make sure to follow her on Twitter at Minty Betts. And again, uh, give Yahoo Sportsbook a follow as well. They have a great team uh, over there. A lot of sharp bettors uh, that actually know what they're talking about. Um, not taking shots at any other anybody else. But um, <laughs> yeah, Minty, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, she will be back, of course, throughout the season as we get ever so closer to the end of the season and the playoffs. Thank you, Minty. Thanks. All right, guys, let's get into our lock and dog uh, for this Thursday game schedule. Uh, Noah, I will let you lead it off, my man. Lock and dog for the Thursday schedule. What do you got? Um, So I'm going to start off with my dog just because I think it's a little out there. I'm going to go with Boston plus 140 against Garrett Cole. I think that we get a very nice price there against Cole. Um, And Boston's won 10 of the last – 15 they're rolling right into the series that you want to be rolling into with the rivalry series and i think that they get them back for that first series that they ended up losing two of the three games against the yankees i like boston here on the money line and then for my lock i could go many which ways with run lines here but i think i like not going against my team and the tigers the most so i'm gonna go with the dodgers minus one and a half at minus 130 here for uh national 77 day all right there we go uh so lock for noah dodgers minus one and a half on the run line and his dog is going to be the boston red sox plus 140 against the new york yankees dylan i will let you go next my man what is your lock and dog for the thursday schedule so my lock, we touched on it. It's going to be the Padres on the money line. I think we're getting a discounted price with the better pitcher, the better team. One team is going in the right direction. One team is not going in the right direction. So I'm going to take the home uh, favorite in the Padres. And for my dog, I didn't really like any dogs like straight up. So the only one I could really get a plus price on is I'm going to challenge Noah to a showdown. He's taking the Red Sox out. I'll take the Yankees on the run line here on even. Noah, since you are taking the Red Sox, we should have a friendly bet. If I Uh win. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, my what? my first statement is like plus one hundred for the dog. That's the Come that's on. the o- first of Come all. There's on. only like there's seven games off the board, so I don't really have a, a lot. <laughs> go of, with the go from. with the Padres plus one seventy if you if you Ooh, like that. I, I I like that. Ah uh, no, I'm don't don't let them bully you. No, don't let them bully you. No bullying. Bullying is plus not allowed. 100, plus one hundred. Yeah. Plus one hundred. So plus one hundred. Yeah, it's plus one hundred. He he's he's trying to stray away from having a showdown. No. That's what it is, Munaf. Uh, no, I, I'm saying it's it's an interesting angle to try to like face off against each other when you technically barely qualify for a dog. How about this? Uh, How about this? Oh God. I go ahead. Nice. <laughs> on, All right, going on way too long. Go ahead. What's going on? What are we doing here? Uh, if if I Insano win, in the chat is on your side too. So, let's of go. course he is. Oh, big win. shock there. They got to win by two runs. Uh, what's that twin thing in the background in your room, Noah? I I have a I over have a, your right shoulder. I have logos for all the teams. How about you send me that twins thing if I win? Oh, and, it, and if and if I lose, 
I'll send you a nice. I got a, a lot light. of nice memorabilia sport things. I'll send you something. You know, a do fat it, head for a memorabilia. It, do it, do I don't. It. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's even for your part. Moonoff, we we can agree. He's scared. Yeah, he, I think Noah's scared. scared. Yeah, I, I'm not. Noah, you should be getting good vibes since you're wearing a red polo there. You're, yeah, you're picking the red socks. Yeah. Come on, yeah. come on, come on. I, I'm not scared in the pick at all. I I have <laughs> I have all the confidence in the world that they could get this win. But he, what if what if we split here? You have them minus one and a half, and I just have Boston winning. What if the Yankees win by one? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna let you guys figure this out online because yeah. I, this is a little dragging on a little too long here. All right, <laughs> let me get into my picks here. I'm gonna go with. We'll post my, it on Twitter. What yeah, we do? Yeah, how about you do that? Yeah, post it on Twitter. <laughs> we'll get a nice um, little graphic of just like <laughs> lined up there. He, he yeah. can be he can be in the PFL outfit, and I'll grab some boxing drunks or something. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with two run lines here. I'm gonna go with the Chicago White Sox minus one and a half, minus one twenty five. I, I kind of tipped my hand early in the show. Uh, Dylan Cease has been an absolute beast against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, 10-0 in his career. All those games have won by two or more runs. Chicago White Sox offense broke out on Wednesday afternoon. They walked it off in the in the bottom of the 10th there, so some positive momentum uh, going for them. And again, Bo Brisky early on does give up a, a run, at least in that first inning or so. So I think this offense can get to him. Dylan Cease should be able to shut him down. Give me the run line, minus 1.5, minus 125 as my log. For my dog, I'm going to follow uh, Dylan's lock here, but I'm going to take the run line here. Minus one and a half, plus 170 on the San Diego Padres with Joe Musgrove on the bound. I think he bounces back here against his Giants team, which is absolutely struggling right now to score a run. So uh, I'm going to take that run line to the bank here at a nice juicy price of plus 170 with the Padres. I think that's going to be a nice unpopular play because everybody's going to see this great pitching matchup and think that it's going to be a one-run game. Yeah, I think that one's good. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the MLB gambling podcast. Um, we'll get more details on if Noah and Dylan are able to work something out with their, uh, friendly wager here, but, uh, we shall see. I also wanted to thank Minty for joining the show today. She's absolutely incredible. A great, uh, friend for the show. She'll be back later in the season as well. As we get into the second half of the season, this is absolutely crazy. We're all re- approaching the, uh, all-star break here boys but uh anything else you want to get off your chest here noah before we get out of here my man just a fair warning i'm wearing red socks red and it's national 77 day i'm not sure if it's a smart idea to fade me but if if you want to see what the bet is go follow us on twitter at mlb sgpn if you're watching the video our tags are on the screen um moon off on Twitter, sports nerd eight two four, Dylan Rock with two Ks twenty four, me seventy seven, the word seventy, the number seven NB on Twitter. Uh, subscribe. We have like twenty subscribers already in the first day, so you guys have been amazing so far on YouTube. Uh, like the videos, it does well. Like it helps us tremendously when you like the videos also turn on the bell so you know when we're gonna go live on youtube but also when you're just streaming on the regular podcast forums um like rate review subscribe leave a comment uh wherever you're listening to the podcast yeah i think noah pretty much covered everything there dylan anything else my man no he covered everything and stay tuned for the showdown (laughs) (laughs) all right that's gonna do it for this edition of the mlb gambling podcast we'll be back tomorrow 
in some form or fashion between uh, myself, Malcolm, uh, Dylan, and Noah. So, again, like uh, Noah said, if you haven't subscribed yet to the YouTube channel or given us a follow on Twitter, please make sure to do so. With that being said, good luck with your bets. Uh, Let's break these books off and let it ride. (laughs) 